Hey everyone, welcome back to Sprouting Minds. This week, we have Marquita Staples-Green as our guest. Marquita is an incredible woman and a powerhouse. She has two beautiful little girls, and she wrote and published and illustrated her own children's book series called Curly Crew Books. We talk about her work ethic, what inspires her writing, and why diverse books are extremely important in schools. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. As always, the links to her social media platforms, including her website, are in the show notes. Hey, Andy. Hi, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I, I'm so excited to have you on. And I wanted to hear how Curly Crew Books start. Just so I make sure I'm thinking of it in the right way, like what stood out to you? What made you think like, because I've listened to some of your your episodes on the podcast and I see it kind of has like a child, parent, caregiver focus in general. One thing was you. I think that your voice was really soothing. I think that what I saw was one of the books and you were going through it very slowly and just sharing the images. and. It was images that we don't see very often. You know, you're really depicting, you know, children that we don't see in books very often. I was a preschool teacher and we didn't have books that were diverse. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. We had um, Dr. Seuss books. Yeah, I mean, we all did. Yep. <laughs> but I think that looking at your books, it was just, it's cartoonish, but it's real. Yeah. And even on your live the other day, you were showing the mom and you were like, this is me. <laughs> and it, it looked like a mom, but it looked like you and the representation. I think that's really the point is your books represent a community that isn't represented in a lot of, you know, children's books. And the black community is not, you know, it's getting better, right? It, there's more yeah. representation, but. Not a lot, and I think also a lot of white authors are trying to do the representation, and sometimes it doesn't hit the mark. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, as a mom and now as an author, you're doing all this by yourself, right? You're coming up with the stories, you're writing it, you're illustrating it, and I watched it on live the other day. And the details, it's not just a passion, but there's a clear meaning behind it. You're not just throwing things out there and thinking about the colors, the story, and it's simple. Yeah. I love that. Like, yeah. it's not it's not going to go above kids' heads. Mm-hmm. It's very straightforward. This is how you're feeling. I think all of that, the representation, the outgoing spirit of you really just drew me in. Oh, well, thank you for all those kind words. Okay. <laughs> now I'm picked up. I'm ready. Okay. Cool. All right. So, okay. So you asked. I asked how Curly Crew book started, but also you can start before that. You're a mom. Yep. How did being a mom influence your, your process of writing? Yeah. Okay. So in 2019, so I have two daughters mm-hmm. and, um, in 2019, my oldest daughter, she was about one, and that was around the age where she started to express an interest in certain books. 
And she is, a, you know, to this day, a busybody. So she likes things that are going to draw her in, not a ton of words, colorful pictures. And I was surprised that at such a young age, she really gravitated towards books with little black girls on them. Like she just would go straight for it at the store or at the library. So I started this idea just like, you know what, I'm going to write a book for her. It's not ever going to get published. I'll just do it. It's a fun little project. And so once I started down the road of doing it, I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. So then I started to like hire an illustrator and um, found someone that I thought would, you know, fulfill the image the right way. But then I also found myself being very specific, like, okay, I want to make sure the hair looks like this and, and do this with the facial expressions, but like, don't make it too, like just, you know, a level of detail that was probably super annoying to an illustrator. So then I was just like, you know what, what if I just take a shot out of, at drawing these characters myself? And so, um, so yeah, it's 2019, I'm pregnant with my second daughter and, um, I, Kind of while I was on maternity leave, this was just like my thing outside of just, you know, like being a, you know, mom to these two kids. And I started writing this first book. And so my first book was What Should I Do Today? And it was exactly all the things that I, you know, mentioned that my daughter wanted. It was like, had a little black girl on the cover. It talked about just all types of things like, what can a kid do? Should I play with bubbles? Should I read a book? Should I do all these things? Um, it was in rhyme because that was another thing that she gravitated toward. And so I published that book. And from there, I like, it just seems like every single step just made me want to do so much more. And I'm like, now I want to do another book. And before I knew it, <laughs> I had, you know, five picture books, a coloring book. I'm doing, you know, way more. I'm obsessed with it now. So that's how it got started. It's amazing when a little idea right? Like, oh, I'm just going to create this little thing for my my child. You run with it. It's just, it's so exciting. And I'm looking at the, the pictures behind you, which are the framed um, illustrations and covers. And it's just, what I also love is that you can look at it and you can ask the child, well, what do you think is happening here? How do you think this child is feeling right now? Let's look at their eyes. Let's look at, you know, their colors on, on their dresses. And it leaves a lot for interpretation, but then because your writing is really age appropriate, there's also a clear story. So yeah. it, it's a nice balance of the two. I like this quote um, that I read in the New York Times where it says, while you're reading a book through words, your child is reading the same story through pictures or something like that. And just the like, I think a lot of us, we will we'll fall in love with the book because the words are beautiful and we ourselves as parents and caregivers can appreciate that. But it's really important that a child is looking at illustrations and can kind of follow along. And I'm super like influenced by illustrators like Mo Willems, who does the pigeon books and elephant and piggy. And then Leslie Patricelli, she does the, the ball baby books. And these are just general authors are not black authors, but still just like in general, I love how they are able to really tell a full story to a child through very straightforward pictures. And I was like, I, we need that too. I love what you just said, because there's some books where the illustrations, there's so much in them and they're beautiful and there's a lot and the child can take so much from it. But there's also something about an illustration that's simple and it's even 
on your um, TikTok live the other day, you were doing the, the child's shirt and you were like, should I change it to this or that? And I was like, oh, that's also so cool that you are in charge of every aspect of this. You're not sending it to anyone else. You wrote it. You're, you're doing everything. Everything. I'm doing everything, <laughs> whether that's a good or bad thing. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, now I've got to do, because for example, right now I'm working on, what you saw me working on was the boy version of I Am Not Sleepy. That book features a little girl and so many people love it. And so people with sons, they're always like, what well, do you have one with little boy? So I was like, let me just turn this into a boy. And it's been really cool to do it. And I thought in my mind, like, this is going to be very straightforward. All we're going to do is just, you know, take some hair off and change some things. And and it actually became a little more detailed than that. And so sometimes I'm like, oh, my goodness, what did I just sign myself up for? Go through that period and then you get closer. Because right now I'm pretty much at the final stages of it. And I'm so excited to launch it. So it's all worth the effort. It also shows that big authors like Mo Willems, they're not going to cater to everyone's needs. And someone said, hey, I have a little boy and you were, and you took that on, which also is a testament to you because you could have said the story is the way it is. And you said, no, 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 I'm going to I'm going to tweak it. Wound up being a little bit more complicated, but it's worth it because now another child gets to look at it and say, oh, that's me. I like the little girl. But I, I am identifying with this character. So exactly. you're really just hitting all of the right avenues. I mean, things are just going to go crazy for you. Oh, my goodness. I hope so. The good thing about being able to do that is like what you said. Like, I can take that feedback and like directly change the product or update it. And I'm not changing it. So be two versions. But the bad thing or the, the difficult thing is learning when to say no to myself. <laughs> right? Because I have a million ideas in my head and only so much time to execute on them. So I've had to make some decisions. For example, I I love illustrating the books, but because I'm self-taught and I don't have as much experience in illustrating, I'm pretty slow. So I had to go ahead and find someone to help me with the illustrations, which fortunately I was able to find someone that is comfortable and able to draw in a very similar style. But, you know, I have to be more like I I always have to be intentional because otherwise, like I'm telling you, I would have I would have if like time was no issue. I would have so many books and so many varieties. And so like it would just be insane. So (laughs) and you're a mom. So I'm sure a lot of what's happening in the stories that you're writing are from real life experiences. Absolutely. I mean, it's constant. It is constant. Um idea generation in this household. I mean, there's just like, there's a life experience that goes with everything. And, you know, that's also been an interesting thing to work through. Because what what is also happening with Curly Crew, and I have to, I have to stop and think about my audience and be very intentional, like, okay, this is for children, babies and children, ages zero to eight, I decided to go up to eight, like around pre-reader. And, you know, it's either it's for anyone, but it's definitely people and parents and that are seeking out diverse books. So I have to keep that in my mind, because one thing that is happening is my children are growing up. So when I started writing, they were a fetus and a (laughs) one year old. 
And now I have a, uh, a almost three and five year old. And so my stories are naturally starting to grow up. Like one book that I just knew I would have done by now is a potty book. I just like, that was one that I always had in mind. Like I want a potty training book. I still want to do it because we are potty training the almost three year old. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, it's such a, I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't apply to my older child anymore. Right. So now I'm like, how young do I want them to go? And then, then it opens up the door for, well, do I want to do a spinoff and it's more for babies? So <laughs> it's like, this thing can go in so many different directions. And, um, but, but for sure, to your earlier point, like my kids are like a constant source of motivation and ideas. So I'm grateful to, to just kind of have that around me all the time. As you were talking, I realized that you, what you said for pre-readers, it's such a beautiful, simple story. I mean, it's it's not simple. I shouldn't say it's simple. There's a lot of detail. But for a pre-reader, it's perfectly written for them to also be able to sound it out. You're not putting complex words in there. And that's a also a great thing. It's a great all-around series. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, that wasn't even something that I had on my radar when I first started writing. But then I got that feedback from parents that like, my seven year old loves reading this to her little brother. And, you know, just kind of thinking about that. And then um, now that my daughter's almost five, she's going to kindergarten, we're starting to get into some, you know, like early reading books. And so now I'm realizing that a book where the words are, you know, very straightforward, like common words serves both audiences very well, both the kid that's the pre-reader and also the early reader. Yeah. And I think that sometimes with this, with the, the easy words that go along with the images, the young readers find it more exciting because they can follow the story and say the story. Where if there's so many words, it's a little too complicated for them to remember everything and then digest it and then say it with the story. But here, they can look at the pictures and already say the story without even having to read it. Exactly. Which is kind of cool. Like, it's it's cool to see my three-year-old read the book. Yeah. She can read them all, right? Like, she's just looking at pictures there. <laughs> It's kind of like, I, I kind of remember what mom said. Okay, I'll do it. I'll read it. So I just kind of let her sit there and read to me. Yeah. yeah. And and even like the potty book, if you ever do it, you're hitting every milestone. You know, you're talking about getting dressed. You're talking about what are we going to do? You're talking about going to the bathroom. Like these are things that every single child has to go through and every parent has to go through. I mean, as you said, learning when to rein it in is I'm learning that too. But it's also great to have so many ideas and the excitement. This is such a, a cool path for you. It's like ridiculously fun. I mean, you know, they say, I used to hear people say things like, you know, do do things you love. And when you do something you love, it doesn't feel like work. And I'm just kind of like, okay, you know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But now I'm actually living that and I'm like, oh my goodness. Which also, it can become something that you have to keep an eye on. Because I mean, I've I guess technically I could be seen as a workaholic. I literally do this stuff all the time, 24-7, but it energizes me, right? I mean, there there are certain parts of 
you know, what I do. And I'm sure you experience the same thing, like when it comes to marketing and a lot of the operational stuff, administrative stuff, you're just like, okay, yeah, yes, I do not love this. But there's so many other parts of what I'm doing. Like I'll just be sitting there watching a TV show and drawing and I'm just like, this is amazing. I can't imagine doing anything else. I completely, I'm a night owl and it'll be like 12 in the morning and I'll still be working and I'll be like, whatever it is, it doesn't need to be done right now. It, yeah. it can wait, so put it away. But even as you said, like you were on TikTok Live and you were illustrating your book and you were chatting with people and to be able to work and connect with people in the moment. And there was something also just soothing about what you were just illustrating right on an app. I didn't see your face. I just heard your voice. But watching it was just a cool way to see the process and see how much detail goes into it and you know you were like oh I don't know that I like that color oh wait what should the shirt design be to hear the thought process it's not just eh, I'm gonna do this and that's it you're really thinking about every little aspect of your book yeah and I'm so grateful to be able to share that with people like I love First of all, I just love in general when I get to see someone, you know, I want to know how the sausage is made, right? Like I am just, I geek out over like all types of things like that. And so even from my perspective too, it's, I am super transparent. Like nothing that I do is just like, oh my God, it's just, well, let me not say that. There are some things that just come really easy and real natural, right? Of course. But (laughs) for the most part, it's like, okay, I got to stop and think about this. Oh, I just did that kind of wrong. Let me correct it. And that's something that I, and I probably talked about this when I was on live, something that I appreciate about what TikTok has kind of created around social media, where I feel like Instagram has been more of like finished products, polished, which is great. I feel like a lot more creators are starting to share that process and those problems and the ugly parts behind it with people. And it really makes you appreciate the final product a lot more. And it also just like brings people into what you're doing. So it's really cool. I couldn't agree more. And also, as you said, like to just see the process for no matter what kind of work someone is putting out, to see that they truly care about every detail also makes you want to support them. It makes you want to hear their story. And it makes you want to to buy the books or whatever product they're trying to work on, they're not just doing it to make money, right? They're they're doing it because there's a mission behind it and you're trying to fulfill that mission and the work that you've created is just beautiful. And And I'm trying to think about all these schools that don't have a diverse library and how, what's your view on how they can read the books out and really take a deeper look at what the books are showing because we need to see books that have diverse characters. You know, that that's a huge key to growing up. How do we get other schools to just realize that this is something that they need to have? It's not a want. They need it. Yeah. So first of all, obviously, I agree with you. It's so, <clears throat> I mean... So my background is um, in business. I worked in corporate for tons of years in like uh, finance, supply chain management, that kind of stuff. And I bring that up because this question is 
the type of thing that it exists in every space. It exists in schools, it exists in corporate, it exists in products, and everywhere we look, how do we make people care about diversity, right? Because um, same thing in the corporate landscape. My last company, I mean, I think maybe 2% Black, and and that's kind of generally like the statistics in tech. And there were lots of initiatives around diversity, but the part that made it really hard was it just felt like people didn't think it mattered, right? Like, it's harder to demonstrate the benefits of a diverse workspace or incorporating a diverse point of view into your product um, and just kind of having people prioritize that. And so I think a lot, a lot more work just has to be done around awareness. I feel like when people are interacting or even like anyone listening to your podcast right now, right? This was not necessarily on their radar. It, it may have been, but maybe it wasn't that, you know, diversity is important in schools. But now that they're kind of hearing the conversation, it can make the slightest difference where the next time, you know, they're taking their kid to school and the next time they talk to a teacher, they're like, hey, um, I know of this really great book or I know of this of this author who writes these books. And, and now they're having the conversation and maybe it doesn't happen right then, but it happens a little later. And I think just that general awareness, like that social, like we care about each other as a community and it matters, like the only way it becomes relevant to people is when they are kind of hearing these messages. So people like me and you, like sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, I am just saying the same thing over and over again. But conversations like this are a reminder that we really are bringing things to people's attention and making even the smallest difference, right? Eventually it, it shows up the products and the diversity in people and like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's, that's the goal with this. That's the goal with like having creative people like you that I'm really trying to be intentional of who I have on the podcast because I want the people that have an incredible mission. They're amazing human beings and that are just trying to help the world, right? Diversity, inclusivity, like they, we got to put those two together, maybe make a better world. What a concept. I mean. Oh, I mean, it just might matter. Like, sometimes I think about like our kids, you know, when they grow up and because everything is a trickle down effect. If you don't think about it today, eventually it will catch up to you. And like our kids, you know, kind of looking around and just being like, what were y'all doing? Like, why? <laughs> why did no one do anything about the fact that like this area or this school or whatever is like, 90% white or even 90% black, right? And there's just no like right. <laughs> diversity yeah. and like, so I really do think we have to take that responsibility now before it becomes a problem later. Yeah. A more of a problem. I was, I was going to say, I feel like it's, it's unfortunately it's still a problem, but as you said, like it just starts with these little guys, these little kids who, who don't know, you know, they come into this world and they don't know about racism. They don't know about inequality. And then they very quickly learn about everything because that's what we've built. And it's like we have the opportunity to change it for them. Exactly. And that's why it's become so important. And I appreciate the way this conversation has elevated to the forefront in the past few years. It's important to like recognize it. I mean, there was a, it's, and it still happens today. 
there was a time where people were just completely denying, right, that any of this stuff exists. And, you know, I had a coworker that was sitting next to me at one of my previous roles, and he'd just say, you know, Marquita, don't you think it's time we just let a lot of this stuff go? I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like I did anything. These were people in the past. Like, isn't it time to move on? And I mean, he was just like, I now know the term is gaslighting. But at the time, I was just like, and I'm even questioning, like, am I tripping? Is this really not an issue? (laughs) Right? Like, have I been wrong? (laughs) Exactly. Because you you can't have a conversation when that's the starting point. Like, there's nowhere to go from there. If you're you're denying the complete existence of it, then, all right, I guess, you know. So, like, I I appreciate that at least now there's the uh, more of an acknowledgement. And then we can start to, like move on from there well i i'm really excited to see where you go i i'm definitely ordering some and i I might just order some for other people too just so that gets out there more but i think that it's it's clearly a wonderful storyline and it really seems like you're an amazing mother author illustrator i mean you're just doing it all and it's really exciting to see that there's more diversity in books and that Finally, everyone's getting to be represented, and I'm just really excited that this conversation, you know, also went in turns that I wasn't sure we were going to go in, and I'm, I'm just, I'm really happy that you came on today, so thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for having this platform and for inviting me on, um, and if anyone is interested in the books, um, I'm at curlycrewbooks.com. Pretty much everywhere. I'm Curly Crew Books on TikTok, on Instagram, on all the places. And yeah, if you order directly from me, you get like a nice little presentation. I've been having fun just kind of creating an experience around when kids get the books. So it's like, you know, a fun package. So And sometimes you get to watch you packaging orders on TikTok Live. And everything's going to go in the show notes too. So Go there, click everything. Yeah, I mean, just spread awareness, spread support, and I hope you have an incredible day. And it just, I can't wait to see what other books you come out with. 